Welcome to the Man Child Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in cronies to the Man Child Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my three best friends, Michael, John, and Jay. Today, we're going to get into it. We got a special guest, my dad, Mike Olson. We're going to play Who Knows Ryan Better, Movie Roulette, and Stories from a Hat. Well, without further ado, I want to introduce the man, the myth, the legend, my dad, Mike Olson. Let's go a little bit into Mike's history before we talk to him here. So, my dad is a veteran of the armed forces, a member of the Aberdeen Police Department for five years. He was a county sheriff for 16 years. He was a private investigator, his own business for five years, code, in, for, uh, code enforcement officers for 10 plus years, former president of the South Dakota Sheriff's Association, former president of the South Dakota Peace Officers Association. Former D.A.R.E. instructor, that was my favorite one, and former city councilman and the current good guy. How you doing today, Dad? Well, just fine. Nice to be on the program. As Ryan was going through that list of amazing accomplishments, I just couldn't help but think, how many times did you have to get Ryan out of trouble? Uh, (laughs) How many times did you have to pull the card, you know, pull the strings and say, hey, that's my son. We can't have him go to prison for 20 years. That's the only only reason he's been a sheriff and all that all this time, was to get Ryan out of trouble. He's just lucky I was sheriff during those years. (laughs) I know of a few times that helped me out, I can tell you that. There's a few stories there. What a, we'll get into them in stories from a hat tonight. All right, all right. What a list of accomplish, accomplishments, though, Mike. Uh, amazing, to be honest with you. I've been alive only 31 years, and I don't think I'm ever going to catch up to you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the crazy part is you've done all that, and you're only 23 years old. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what what a career and what a life so far. <laughs> How do you have all that experience? Overtime. 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 <laughs> I sleep four uh, hours a day. I'd like to be 23 again, I can tell you that. <laughs> out of out of all those accomplishments and things, what was your what would you say that out of all those was your you're most proud of? Oh goodness. Uh, it was it was quite an honor to represent the state of South Dakota as uh, the president of all of law enforcement within South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I met with the governor many times and uh, the attorney general. And it was uh, that was probably uh, the, the most thing I'm proud of. Oh, that's interesting, because I did say you were my dad in that history. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you cracked the top five, Ryan. <laughs> I don't think so. Did you hear those so. accomplishments? And we're bringing on our second guest, Jerry Springer. Welcome to the program. <laughs> 
You know, my favorite my favorite thing out of all those, uh, obviously they're awesome. Uh, it's fun to brag about him. But when he was a D.A.R.E. instructor and I was in fifth grade and he came to D.A.R.E. class, uh, it wasn't so much he taught us not to do drugs, uh, <laughs> drug abuse and resistance education, D.A.R.E., if you guys didn't know. Uh, oh, I get it now. Uh, I should have quiz, quizzed my dad on that. He probably wouldn't have remembered. Uh but he got to he would eat lunch with us after the class and then he'd come out to recess with us and he would play kickball. And let me tell you nice. when you're in fifth grade in a uh boy, how old were you at that time? Forty, forty, forty one maybe, probably around my age right now. He would kick that ball so far, you know, home run every time. Everybody wanted him on their team. And, and he'd be wearing his sheriff's uniform. It was pretty cool. Would he rub the bases with his gun out and just, like, start popping the pistol? Right no, no, that actually, it didn't happen because right before he'd go to kick, he'd take his duty belt off and then he'd hand it to a kid and be like, here, hold this for me. Hold this for me, kid. Ah, there you go. Who's your parents? It, okay, they're trustworthy. Hold my belt. <laughs> I got some balls to kick, kid. I always, wa- I always wondered if you didn't hit a home run and some kid caught the ball and you got out, would you go to that kid's house and arrest his parents that night? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he wasn't that good at kickball at all. Just no kid to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy uh, kicking all our butts in kickball back then, Dad? Oh, yeah. I felt like a hero <laughs> playing against fifth graders. <laughs> he's actually going to put that above being the sheriff's president in his list of you know, what he's most proud of. That feeling of just annihilating fifth graders. Uh, yeah, right. because, you know, when I was in law enforcement, I wasn't a very big guy. I was about, oh, 5'11, 175. And uh, so. You know, I I was a little disadvantaged on many situations I got into, and some of them didn't turn out so great for me. <laughs> Good thing I had big partners with me. Yeah. <laughs> he so he was five eleven, one seventy five as a sheriff. When I got my driver's license in South Dakota at the age of fourteen, I was five ten, one hundred eighty five pounds. So oh, boy, <laughs> yeah, he fed you well. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> or his mom fed me very well, I can tell you that. <laughs> All right. Containers. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to go to commercial, and we'll be right back. Do you listen to the Manchild Chronicles but want more? Your answer is manchildchronicles.com. It's the one-stop shop for everything Manchild Chronicles. You can learn more about the guys, browse our fantastic selection of merchandise, and even submit ideas or comments that could be used on the podcast. Visit today at manchildchronicles.com. All right, cronies. We're going to play a little game tonight called Who Knows Ryan Better? <laughs> I'm going to ask a series of questions, and everybody's going to give their call signs. We'll go through the call signs. Dad, did you come up with a call sign? Huh? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> John? Yep. Jay? Woo! Mike? Ah! All right. (laughs) Here we go. First question. What is Ryan's favorite color? Huh? Dad? 
Orange. That is correct. It is orange. Ah, orange. Oh, wow. When I was a little kid in uh, grade school, I gave myself the nickname Dr. Orange. <laughs> in Why fact, would you do that? I remember when I was in second grade, I got in trouble because we had to do this coloring thing. And I handed mine in, and it was all orange. And my teacher's like, you have to use different colors. And that's and I traded all my crayons for a his orange crayons. <laughs> Did you go, I'm Dr. Orange, baby? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I had was orange crayons. All right, next question. Who is Ryan's favorite basketball player of all time? Yep. John. Charles Barkley. That is correct. Charles Barkley. Ah. Little <clears throat> obsession with him when I was young. All right. What is Ryan's favorite movie? Yep. John. The Goonies? That is The Goonies. You know, John's known me the least out of everybody. (laughs) He's in the lead here. I've listened to all 50-plus man-child episodes prepared for this. Yeah. No, the thing is, John hasn't known you long enough to start tuning you out. That's the difference. (laughs) All right. What was Ryan's favorite or first favorite NFL team? First. Yep. John. Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. Dad, bonus question for you. Who is my favorite player on the Bengals? Boomer Esiason. That's correct, yes. Boomer Esiason. All right. What is Ryan's favorite beer? Jay. Coors Light. Coors Light. That is correct. How did you not get that one, Dad? It's you stock your too. fridge up when I come there. <laughs> he does that for himself. He doesn't do it for you. <laughs> All right. Who was Ryan's favorite wrestler as a kid? <laughs> Michael. There's two. And so I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm leaning more towards Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That is correct. Brutus yes. the Barber <laughs> Beefcake. Because you, you talk about Hulk Hogan a lot, but then when it comes right down to it, it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That, yep, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. All right. What was my nickname in high school? Oh. Woo! Jay. Rhino. Rhino. That is correct. I still get called that. Dad probably was confused because everybody still calls me that when I go back home. So, (laughs) All right. When was I born? Woo! Jay. October 14th, 1980. That is correct. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. John. John. What? We were making such fun of him last week because he would always copy... Ryan's answers are trying to answer along yep. with Ryan. And now the obsession is confirmed because when you can that quickly quote a man's birthday. Like, he looked it up on Facebook or something before we did this. He knew the I question guess. was coming. I knew the day. I found out the year. I found out the year. I broke into his house and looked at his birth certificate. <laughs> Dad, you so far you have one point. Ooh. For your son that you've known for forty two years. <laughs> well, uh, I would have got I would have got your birthday if you'd have given me enough time. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah you to win. Donna, Donna, when was Ryan's birthday? Look at the calendar. <laughs> you know, I got quite a few to remember. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. That's probably why you got a little book for it. All right. Uh, this is my last question I got here. What What would I rather have at a barbecue? Steak, burger, or a brat? Huh? A Dad. brat. No, I would not have a brat. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Anybody yep. want to steal that? J- John. Steak. Steak. I, Dad, you make steak every time I come there. I know, because you love it. <laughs> he just sees the way you eat a brat, Ryan. So he just thinks that's the way. It just he's makes had, sense when you're eating a brat. Ryan. He's had just 40 years sense. of watching you eat a brat, and he's like, "Man, the way Ryan eats that brat, he must really love it." <laughs> he eats that thing in two bites. My Man. goodness, <laughs> Man. What uh, what was that like feeding me as a kid, Dad? Did you have to get? Uh, did you? Is that why? Because sometimes you got a second job, <laughs> bartending at night. Did you do that just to feed me? To feed you? Well, I wanted to make sure the other kids got something to eat, so I had to <laughs> make sure I could get enough. He got a second job because of you, but for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody always asks why I how I eat so fast all the time, and I always tell them, "Well, you, you grow up with uh, all these kids in your house, and you learned uh, if you want seconds, you got to be the first one done. So you got to eat fast." <laughs> Is that why you ate so fast at Mike's dad's funeral? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mike. I have never seen Ryan so happy. <laughs> among so many sad people than at my dad's <laughs> funeral. Okay. So it was at it was at a uh uh kind of a smaller uh not country church but but maybe one step up from a country church and he walked into their multi purpose room and it was probably five, six, maybe even eight Eight foot tables of potluck style food, and and when I finally made my rounds and got over to Ryan, he just had this big smile on his face (laughs) in the midst of the biggest tragedy that my family has ever gone through, and he's just like, "This is amazing." (laughs) I sat next to Ryan, and frequently he'd be like, "I don't even know why we're here today, but this is so great." His dad died. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then he would take his hat off and do a little prayer. Just get right back to it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think he went up. I, I mean, I wasn't even paying attention to him the whole time, but he went up probably four times, and th- and then after four times of going to the main table, I was like, "Geez, Ryan, are you going to leave anything for dessert?" And he goes, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Ryan, there's a whole dessert table." And he goes, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> You just see Ryan running in with like Tupper, Tupperware containers. He's just loading up, shoving holes in his pockets. And Mike, what's funny is that I found out that Ryan got on the mailing list for that church, and he and he drives up to Jefferson City, Missouri, anytime there's a funeral, just for the potluck. Uh. 
You know how it is when the all these ladies that make all the food at these. It's pretty similar to our church, Dad. When they, all they make all these hot dishes and stuff, and then they they announce to everybody, people come up. There's a whole bunch more food. You guys need to eat it up. I'm the first one up there when they do that. Instead of let wedding, them down. Instead of wedding crashing, Ryan does funeral <laughs> crashing. <laughs> just like, <laughs> the food afterwards. Ryan was at the graveside portion, still polishing off a plate. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing the final prayer. He's eating a ham sandwich. He's like, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. This is so good. Oh, sorry. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. <sighs> let's, ca- let's calm down a little bit. Let's go to a commercial break, and we'll be right back with Movie Roulette. What if I told you that you could support the Manchild Chronicles while also getting some amazing benefits and perks? Well, guess what? That's actually a thing. The Manchild Chronicles is on Patreon, and there are some great benefits when you subscribe. Would you like to know how to sign up? It's easy. Just head over to manchildchronicles.com and follow the links to our Patreon. All right, cronies. We're going to play a little movie roulette. You know how the game goes. We each pick four movies. We randomize them. And then through a series of questions, we get to a movie that we all have to watch and review next week. Are you feeling lucky, punk? It's time to play Movie Roulette. Brought to you by the Manchild Chronicles. So I will get it started today with my four movies I am going to pick. There are four movies I have picked before that have not got picked yet. I am excited to watch them. The first movie I'm going to pick is the timeless classic, Mac and Me. <laughs> I'm, since this got such a reaction out of Jay, I'm going to pick it again. The Gate. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to pick the classic Rowdy Roddy Piper movie, They Live. And just because I am super interested in what this movie is, I have to keep picking it until we watch it. Theodore Rex. <laughs> Theodore Rex. <laughs> I got to know. All right. Uh, Mike, what are your four movies? Please All right. let them be good ones this time. So I have taken your feedback, <clears throat> and I have changed my approach to my movies to make them a little less, well, I wouldn't say less painful, um, but to make them more potential for, uh, for fun in their pain. So I want to be dramatic with these, so I'm going to give you a little bit of, uh, little bit of uh, description as well. <clears throat> in the year 3000 AD, and Earth is lost to an alien race. Humanity is enslaved by gold-thirsty tyrants, unaware that their man-animals are about to ignite the rebellion of a lifetime. Battlefield Earth. Monster. (laughs) And then next... How do you sleep at night? (sighs) Very well. Um, Two Brooklyn plumbers 
must travel oh, to another dimension <laughs> to rescue a princess from the evil dictator and stop him from taking over the world. 1993's Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> the movie. <clears throat> okay. Family Guy, Jack Saddlestein, prepares for the annual event he always dreads. Thanksgiving visit of his fraternal twin sister, the needy and passive-aggressive Jill, who then refuses (laughs) to leave. I give you this 2011 comedy starring Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler, Jack and Jill. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Last but not least, scientists hold super- intelligent talking babies captive but things take a turn for the worse when a mix-up occurs between a baby genius and its twin 1999 gives you baby geniuses oh boy (laughs) those are my four movies you got it the premise right now mike at least out of those eight movies i don't want to watch any (laughs) (laughs) john hit me with your four I'm going to bring back to the movie roulette the movie Moonfall, the disaster movie by the greatest disaster filmmaker of all time, Mr. Roland Emmerich. Uh, One I've never seen, but I would enjoy picking it apart with you guys, Fast and the Furious 9. (laughs) Another one that I've never seen, but would enjoy picking it apart with you guys, Transformers The Last Night. And the last one I have seen that I would really enjoy picking apart with you guys, Black Adam. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I hope you don't. I don't want to watch that. <clears throat> All right, Jay. All right. Um, bringing my four movies in. Uh, it's interesting. I wrote down six movies, and two of them have been taken off the board. So, wow. perfect. I've got four left. Uh I'm obviously bringing Bill Goldberg's Santa Sleigh. Can't wait to watch that with you guys. I am also going to bring a 1991 uh, Sean Astin movie, Toy Soldiers. Ah, the premise okay. was explained as Home Alone with high schoolers and terrorists. So I'm excited for that. Have you not Don't seen be. Small Soldiers before? Not Toy Small Soldiers. soldiers Toy Soldiers. Oh, this is live. This is actual. This people, is a Mike. Yeah. Um, next up is a Dennis Hopper and Stephen Dorff classic, Space Truckers. Oh, <laughs> I've never <laughs> heard <What>? one. <laughs> yes. Stephen Dorff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then in 1997. A two-hour and 11-minute movie was released. It's a movie about ninja kangaroos, warriors of virtue. Where did you find these? (laughs) (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) All right. This all sounds terrible. Jay, give me the randomizer. Meet Morp. Beep, beep. (laughs) Beep, 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 Morp. (laughs) Before we go to the questions... uh Mike Olson, have you ever seen a movie that you just thought was so terrible it's just stuck with you your whole life and you were just wondering why you've ever watched that movie? Because that's kind of the premise of movie roulette. It's movies that we just think are so bad we don't want to watch them, but if we're forced to watch them, then we'll give it a go. You know, I don't know that I've ever 
watched a whole movie that I didn't like, I usually walked out or changed the channel <laughs> or something. <laughs> he ain't going to waste his time. That's fair enough. <laughs> you got you to gotta understand, my dad watches a movie. It It's amazing if he makes it 10 minutes in the movie without snoring on the couch. <laughs> That's a fact. Unless, unless it's a Western. He'll probably watch the whole thing with his eyes wide open and be crying at the end. <laughs> What's your favorite Western, Mike? Well, I... You, while you guys were doing that, I wrote down four of my favorite. Yeah, uh, tell us. Gunsmoke. Mm. Um, well, that ran from 54 to 74, but then they made a few two-hour movies after yep. that. Uh, and then John Wayne and the Cowboys yeah, was one of my favorite. One. one of the only movies where John Wayne actually gets killed. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler jo- alert. <laughs> Josie Wales with yep. Clint Eastwood. And uh, Tom Selleck and Monty Walsh. Nice. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen Monty Walsh. I'm going to have to watch that one. I remember my my favorite. Well, I have two favorite Westerns of all time. Tombstone is, oh, is pretty yeah. good. But the one from my childhood that I remember watching with my dad was John Wayne's The War Wagon. Oh, yeah. And there, and there was something cool about the way they set that up with the war wagon. And it had like the big Gatling gun on it or whatever. And that, that, I always enjoyed that movie. And I'll go back and watch it every now and again. <clears throat> Who starred in that movie with him? You, you remember? Yeah, it was, uh, it was the, the older, uh, I think it was the older Russell. Uh, Not no. Russell. Uh, no, who was it? It's uh, Kirk Douglas. There you go. That that's it. That's it. It was Kirk yep. Douglas because he had that big uh, that big uh, dimple, dimple on his ch- on his chin. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was so defined. I remember they addressed it in the movie because he was with uh, I think he was with some bar wench or something, and uh, she's like, "How did you get that thing on your chin?" And he's like, "Oh, I this ring that I'm wearing. I put it right here on my chin, and I sleep that way." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, you got those? I've got them, and I will be ready to randomize as soon as the game's over. Are you ready, Dad? You're going to answer the questions to lead us to the number. Uh, I, I guess. You have, to, <laughs> you have to answer these questions. Okay. I have now somebody standing the- by in Aberdeen to take you out if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember, the way you answer these questions will land on the movie we watch. So it's all like a path that's going to lead to this movie that we're going to watch. So really? an- answer from your heart. That always works best. Okay. All right. First question. I'll start you out with an easy one here. Which son would you rather have a beer with, Ryan or Mike? Ryan. Hey. Good choice. Oh, Good I, choice. I, Do we I need to wait. take a moment need, there, Ryan? Make this clip. I'm sending it to my brother, Mike. <laughs> All right. Who is a better golfer, Ryan or Joe? Joe is his best friend that's my age. I got to go with Ryan again. Good. Because I can outdrive him, right? Uh, bigger and straighter. That's right. You heard it first here, ladies. <laughs> you set that up. <laughs> Neither one of them can putt worth a darn. <laughs> they don't have any small game, right? <laughs> All right. Who would you rather have 
Keep your lawn up by mowing it and keep your garage organized. Ryan or Eric? Just so you know, my dad's very particular about his lawn and his garage. So this is a this is a very crucial question here. I I'm know who say, he wants to pick. <laughs> I'm going to say Eric. And we don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, I just run a multi-million dollar facility and keep it clean all the time. But that's fine. You can pick two, it. Two of the three He's of us. the bed behind you right now, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two of the three of us used to work for you, Ryan, and we agree with that decision. <laughs> I don't even know, Eric, but that's a good pick. <laughs> All right. Who is a harder worker, Eric or Sarah? When you say harder worker, I'm thinking physical work, so I got to say Eric. Okay. The movie, and we'll, Jay, announce the movie here in a minute because I want to ask him some of these other questions. <laughs> okay. Jay, the movie is going to be number three. And okay. do we want to randomize nope. the list once or three times? Three times. Okay. Three times. And don't tell us it until we tell yep. you. Okay. And you don't do it now either. Dad, don't look yet. Now, Dad, so here's some of these other questions. If you would have said... uh. That Ryan, you would rather have do the garage and mow the lawn. Who do you trust more with your finances, Ryan or Sarah? Sarah. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> that was really fast. That was a no-brainer. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, if you would have said Joe, who is smarter, Ryan or Sarah? Sarah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. If so, if you pick Sarah, there to Ben. Who? What's your favorite dog of all time? JJ or Lucy? JJ was the dog we had growing up. Lucy's his dog now. JJ. Good. Good answer. Because I would have drove there and done some business. Uh, <laughs> if you would have picked me as a smarter one, do you prefer Ipswich or Aberdeen? I like the small town life. Ipswich. Yep, switch. Okay. All right. <clears throat> if you would have picked Michael to rather have a beer with, then you would have. Then I would have asked you, better vacation, people coming to you or you traveling to them? Me traveling to them. Interesting. My dad visits me maybe once a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but how often does he visit Sarah? <laughs> yeah, all the time. All the time. Ten miles well, away. <laughs> What's better, a cigarette after a meal or a morning poop that doesn't take any wipes? <laughs> Great question. I'm going with a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. What's harder to do, say no to a friend or go on a 12-hour shopping spree with a woman? Well... I'm always accused of, I can't say no. I don't even know how to spell it. Uh, so I got, I got to say, I, I'd rather go on a shopping spree than to wait, have to say no. Wait, weren't you a deer officer? <laughs> would, you rather, would you rather be called Dennis the rest of your life or shave your head for three months? I'd shave my head. 
<laughs> then give it. Then being called what your birth name was from your parents. Okay. I, hold on. Isn't the slogan "Just say no"? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying, uh. John. Uh, all right. You have to give one up: cigarettes or red meat. <laughs> Ooh, you caught him with this one. He said, "Jesus, take me now." <laughs> I can't give up red meat. Okay. No, I wouldn't give up red meat. Would you rather prefer your mom's pies or your mom's cookies? Or cookies. She was a great cook at everything, but I loved her cookies. All right, last question for you. If you had the chance to meet this person, which one would you rather meet? James Arnes from Gunsmoke or John Wayne? Oh, my. I have James Arnes autographed That's picture. not meeting him, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have John Wayne's. Um, this is meeting them in person. Yeah. I'd say John Wayne. Now, let me ask you this. You got you got to meet uh, former President George W. Bush. Would you have rather met John Wayne than George W. Bush? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Isn't right. George W. Bush like the John Wayne of presidents, though? <laughs> 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 or no, he's not George W. Bush. He met George Bush uh, Sr. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Sr. All right, Jay. What movie did we get? All right. So I'm about to hit for the third time. And we are going to be watching... Oh, my goodness. How did that happen? We are watching Warriors of Virtue. Oh, <laughs> A movie about ninja kangaroos. <laughs> I hope I can find that somewhere. I hope so, too. Oh, my goodness. I'm sending the picture now. So the the terrible part is, is the first list I did, the third movie was Warriors of Virtue. So I redid it, and it was Jack and Jill. And then I redid it, and it's a totally different list. But number three is Warriors of Virtue. It's just Jay, destiny today. Jay, can you can you read us the uh, description real quick? They did make a sequel for it, so must be good. I don't think that's what that means. Eighteen percent Rotten Tomato. Uh. <laughs> Lame in one leg, Ryan Jeffers has a few friends in high school. Oh, has few friends in high school and spends most of his time with a Chinese restaurant chef named Ming, who gives him the Book of Tao. When he is goaded by the football team into a dangerous ceremony, Ryan falls into a whirlpool and he emerges in the magical land of Tao. His leg fully healed, he is led to Master Chung, whose heroic warriors battle against greedy Lord Komodo. Ryan joins their fight. Thanks, Jay. The the warrior's name is Ryan. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Oh, that's probably the best part. You're covering my Amazon tab if I have to buy it from there. Uh, I just checked. It's on Tubi. You can watch it on Tubi for free. Yay. So this same director, he's a Hong Kong director. I'm looking him up right now. He also directed Bride of Chucky, Freddy vs. Jason, and the Jet Li movie Fearless. So oh, we're going to okay. get something special here. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Dad, do you have a favorite uh, kung fu movie? No. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever watched one. What about The Karate Kid? Yeah, I watched that. 
<laughs> I watched two of them shows. What about Shanghai Noon? You probably never seen that. No. One. You don't watch any Bruce Lee movies back in the day? Not really. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Stories from a Hat. Want to see the funniest and best moments from all the Manchild Chronicles? Be sure to follow on social media. You can find the Manchild crew on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Like and follow today so you don't miss anything that happens in the Manchild universe. All right, cronies. One of my favorite games, Stories from a Hat. We're going to have random words or phrases written down. I have 16 of them. Uh, We will go around and these guys can choose a number and I will say that and whoever has a story about it will tell the story. All right, since you're our guest, Mike, what is the first number you want to pick? One through 16. Pick a number. Uh, Nine. Number nine. A story about siblings. Story (laughs) about your siblings. Well, uh, I'm going to talk about my three brothers. I had three brothers and three sisters. But uh, my brothers and I uh, got into a situation with my dad one day. It was him and mom were gone. And uh, my dad sold gravel out of our pasture. And so the contractor would uh, always leave his equipment out in the pasture over the weekend. So while the folks were gone, uh, me and my brothers went down there and started as many of that damn equipment as we could and drove them around and oh my gosh pushed gravel and dirt until dad came home and come driving down there and we saw him coming holy cow that was not a good end result let me tell you my man my dad was a man of discipline i love him dearly but uh he knew <laughs> Out of discipline, let me tell you. Now, my kids will probably say that I'm the king, but yes. my dad really was. And, uh, yeah, we had sore behinds for quite a while. <laughs> did your dad, just curious if your dad was the king, did your dad ever use a two-by-four on you? Nope. Okay, you're the king. <laughs> you're the king. <laughs> two-by-four with the garage door open so all the neighbors could hear. <laughs> Well, he he wanted to know after I shot all their windows out with BB gun that uh, I was getting disciplined. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think we should save that for another story with a hat, right? Yeah, I was about to say I want to hear this. Uh, I can tell that story real quick because it has to do with my sibling anyway. So I can't remember how old I was. I was eight or nine, uh, and we had a neighbor. Uh, he was actually the the high school football coach. But his son, me and his son were friends, and they went on vacation. And for some reason or another, uh, I was hanging out with my brother and another neighbor kid, and we thought it would be a good idea. We knew they had a BB gun, so we thought it would be a good idea to go into their garage they left unlocked and grab his BB gun. And we went to uh, different houses, 
we went to a house that we thought was abandoned, and we started shooting the windows. <laughs> and man, it was a cool sound when you shoot a window out with a BB gun. <laughs> so we decided to do other windows uh, in the neighborhood and do that. Obviously, got back to my parents real fast, and they, needless to say, my dad was not happy. <laughs> the garage door went open. The nearest thing was a two-by-four, and the whole neighborhood knew that we got punished, rightfully so. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then when the, when the neighbors got home, his dad was scary, too, and he let us, I mean, he didn't uh, spank us or anything, but boy, did he let us have it. I tell you what, Don Hotchkiss, oh, man, yeah, he was mad, too, that we went into his garage uh, when they weren't there. But yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> Now I forgot. Wow. I want to. I want to sidetrack here because I forgot something in the introduction. That's kind of a cool story. So, uh, Dad, when you became sheriff, your dad was actually the judge, correct? Yes, he was. Yeah. So, so tell us how that all worked out. Well, at at that time, before I became sheriff, I was a police officer in Aberdeen, and uh, at the same time, my three brothers were all police officers in California. And so we were able to get a picture uh, of us four boys in our uniforms standing around our dad uh, at uh, the judge's table with, with his gavel. And uh, that, that was pretty cool time. Yeah. Yeah. So when you became sheriff and he was the judge, you guys just basically oh. ruled the whole County, right? Well, we could have, but uh, Dad stepped down. <laughs> I, I don't think we could have stayed, stood the pressure from the public. So, so our grandpa, Harvey, said if my dad, he was the judge, and if my dad won the election, he was going to step away from being a judge because he did not want the county to be ran by their family. So he would step down. If he, if he lost, and he would have kept going as the judge. Wow. You see, and all I can think of is that's not what John Dutton would have done. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch that show, Dad? Yellowstone? I love it. Yep. All right, uh, Mike, pick a number. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I am going to take 14. Stories from the farm. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Got any stories from a farm, Mike? Uh, well, let me think here. I have one story. I, okay, go ahead, Jay. Go, go ahead, Jay. So, <clears throat> never really been on a farm before, and uh, went and was hanging out with some friends, and all I remember is they were like, man, these, these are electric fences. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no way. And they're like, yeah, just uh, go ahead and touch it. And we're all trying to use sticks and it ain't doing anything. And so I'm like, all right, I mean, I guess I'll grab it. The jolt that I felt go through my arm, like it just twists. Like you have no control over your body. My whole arm like twisted. I felt like I popped my shoulder out of place. And I was just like, oh man. And I just dropped to the ground. And I just remember laying there like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> this when is I, when horrible. I was, when I was in high school, my friend had an electric fence and we would... 
all join hands, and then one guy would touch it because it'd go through every one of you. It'd go to the next person. Oh, oh it was so my, fun. Oh it was so fun God. and so painful, but we kept doing it. <laughs> what? No wonder you got beat with a two by four. <laughs> Ryan is the definition of Tommy boy. Did you grow up around? Did you grow up around power lines? Did why? you eat paint chips as a child, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> This is why uh, we, we made electronics available to the average consumer, because of stupidity like that. <laughs> so I never, pee, I never peed on it, so at least I didn't do that. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't. <laughs> Mike, did you have a story from a farm you were saying? I've spent time on, on farms, but I can't say that anything humorous happened. I was usually just doing... Manual labor, so I will defer. <laughs> that is a farm. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I have obviously. I grew up. All my or my two uncles had farms. We lived on a farm for a little bit. I have a whole bunch of farm stories, but I'm going to talk about a farm story when I went to Bauta with my friend Eric, and his uncle had a, um, I guess it's like a wild farm. With animals, do you remember that, Dad? That guy in Bauto. That's Eric's usually uncle? the definition of a farm. Yeah, he had. Well, no, he had like he had like tigers, and he had all these exotic uh, animals uh, in oh his gosh. farm. Komodo dragons. And anyway, we went there, and they took me to the. We went to that farm, and we were walking around looking, and we went out into the pasture, and we didn't know there was anything out there, and then all of a sudden, his parents and his uncle were like, "Stay calm." Stay calm. And there was these uh, huge bison with gigantic horns uh, coming towards us. Uh, and we looked back. Oh, man. I was, we, we took off running as fast as we could. And they, they never charged us, thank goodness. But they all the parents thought they were going to. That was pretty scary, though. I'm just imagining them all going, stay calm, stay still. So Ryan's in front of the pack, just completely still. And he looks over his shoulder, and they're all just hauling butt out of there. Uh, anybody else got a story from a farm? Dad, you got any? You grew up on a farm. Brothers have farms. I got tons of stories. Well, give us, give us a good one. Well, back in the... Well, okay, I'll give you I'll give you a couple. Back in the fifties, we uh we used to milk about thirteen cows, um, all by hand, of course. And uh in the winter we we had some terrible winters. The winters of uh fifty six, I think it was, was was just horrible. We had ten foot drifts of snow uh going through the yard and uh of course, you know how the wind blows in South Dakota. It's fierce. Well, Dad would would never let us go out to the barn because he was afraid we were going to get lost in the storm. So he'd tie a rope from the barn to the house, and that's probably, oh, it was probably 100 yards. Wow. And uh, so that's that's how we had to get out there to milk the cows. Wow. Uh, you just hung on to that rope. You couldn't see nothing. You couldn't wow. see a foot in front of you. Uh, but those cows had to get milked. So we'd forge our way out there. But, Did you, you know, play- with, with four boys and, and your dad, five of us, you know, we can get through them cows pretty fast. Did you ever play pranks on your friends if they ever came out there and asked them to milk a cow and had to milk a, a male cow? <laughs> 
can't be done. Oh, oh it can be done. <laughs> There's just one udder. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give oh. it a tug. Well, you said you had a couple stories. What's your other one? Well, in the summer, you know, um, or no, this was in the winter, too. I don't know how many of you are familiar with a jackrabbit as yeah. opposed to a cottontail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you nodding your heads. Okay, a jackrabbit is probably four times the size of bigger than a cottontail. Well, in the winter, you know, they just turn snow white. And uh, there was you could usually get a dollar or two dollars per jackrabbit uh, from a a hide place, uh, you know, that was buying fur. Sure. And so we would put together these rabbit drives. Uh, the jackrabbits were out of control number wise. And so we would get snowmobiles uh, and about, gee, there had to be 40 guys in our group. And uh, we'd, we'd put the snowmobiles at at the end of the creek and all of the other, the shooters, probably 30 of us would line up about two miles away. And those snowmobiles would start driving those jackrabbits and there'd be a thousand of them in a herd. And you would line up. Each guy was about, we were about 10 feet apart and you could just see the ground moving (laughs) <laughs> when they, they started coming over the hill. Wow. <laughs> and you had a couple boxes of shells with you, and here they come, and they're they're coming so fast, and you're shooting so fast, you're, you're out of ammunition, the rabbits are running in between you, you started swinging your gun at them, trying to kill them. <laughs> I, and we would fill truckloads with wow. rabbits. Oh, my God. Yes. And, you know, in in the uh, 70s, probably, uh, like nature does, it, it ended up killing most of them off. And they got a disease. And and to this day, you know, they're they're pretty rare when you see one. Uh, wow. But back in the day then, oh, my goodness, there were thousands of them. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, now I do have a question. You said that the guys on snowmobiles were driving all the jackrabbits forward. How many guys on the snowmobiles did you lose from getting shot? <laughs> oh, no. No, you know, safety was the big deal, you know. So as soon as the shooting started, the snowmobiles started going, getting out of the way. <laughs> Ted, you're up next on the snowmobile. I don't want to be the snowmobile. I don't want to be the snowmobile You have to draw the short straw or something to be the snowmobile guy? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Sounds Pretty like fun. you need the, the Gatlin gun from the war wagon there. <laughs> <laughs> John, I, I remember the day the hills turned red. <laughs> <laughs> I was We're talking say, about this story and laughing, and then the jackrabbits are telling the story in the field about how the genocide happened to their <laughs> population. <laughs> I was, I was going to say this sounds like uh, Red Dead Redemption 3. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, uh, pick a number. Um, What's my number? It's 1 through 16? 1 through 16. 7. 
Number seven, kids getting in trouble. Oh. <laughs> Let's just give this to Mike Olson here, man. Yeah, Mike, I can't wait to hear more stories about Ryan, please. Oh, I get to tell a story about Ryan? Kids, or whoever you want to, kids getting in trouble. I don't think I got in trouble very often as a kid, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. This is, we don't, we can't be on here all day, Dad, so. Oh, okay, well. Pick the best. His sister, his older sister was out in the yard sunbathing one day, and of course, Ryan, he just, he would tease everybody. And uh, he he wasn't that old, but uh, he was out there teasing her, and and I think she was coming after him. Well, he run in the house and locked the screen door. And, of course, the screen door had glass on it. There wasn't any (laughs) screen. And uh, she can't get in. And somehow he ends up putting his fist through the glass. And a big chunk of that glass falls down and nearly cuts off her toe. And so we got blood streaming everywhere and kids screaming, crying, and Ryan's uh, running for his life because I'm after it. <laughs> the, yeah, this is how, I, this is how I remember that day. Uh, she was out sunbathing and she was teasing me, calling me every name in the book. Um, I was probably teasing her, I'm sure. Anyway, she was coming in the house and I locked her out. So she went total hardcore teasing me after that. And I got super upset, punched a hole through the glass. And, <laughs> and the, my memory is... Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying, Ryan, you threw a temper tantrum? No. 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 <laughs> yes. Believe it or not. I'm uh, shocked. Shocked. I, the way I remember it is she was... Jumping up and down, holding her her foot or toe, and I remember somebody else must have been home because Dad come. My dad had this old Jeep Wagoneer, uh, red. That was his sheriff's vehicle, and he come. It was also served as a ambulance too because you had a stretcher back there, and he come rushing home and took her to the hospital. Uh, well, I went, I went downstairs, and in our laundry room we had this uh, fold-up cot type of bed, and I could just fit behind there. It was very tight space, and I think I sat there for hours <laughs> thinking I was going to die that day. And I remember when my dad, they finally found me, and I played the old card because my, my knuckles were bloody from uh, punching through there, so I played the card that I was hurt real bad. That didn't matter. I, <laughs> I got in trouble pretty bad. <laughs> I I always wondered though now being a, now being a parent, what were you more upset about? Her almost getting her toe cut off, or me breaking the screen door? The, the toe, obviously okay. the toe. Well, that was a you paused there for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> replacing that screen door—that's a lot of labor. I don't know if I like that. Uh, uh, what else you got, Dad? Well, uh, that Ryan, uh, he was. Gosh, I'm trying to think of what <laughs> what year this would have been, how old he would have been. He's probably five or six. And we were living on the farm. And, uh, of course, I was away at work. And so, uh, sheriffing. And uh, my brother uh, came over to 
the farm I was living on to uh, take care of the cattle or something. And anyway, he's about a mile away or a little less than a mile. And he can see something on top of the grain bin. We had these circular tin grain bins. They're probably 30 feet high, you know, about three stories high. And uh, he saw someone up on the top of that. And as he gets closer, he, he sees these, these objects crawling up this, this uh, greenery. And then they disappear. They get to the very top and then they disappear. And here they come, come out. They start going up the ladder again. Go up to the top, and then they jump down through that small hole on the top of the grain bin. And these kids are like three or four years old, or four or five. And uh, there's probably, oh, maybe about two or three feet of grain in the bottom of this grain bin. Uh, had it been any deeper, of course, they'd have suffocated uh, and been covered up by the grain. But not these two outlaws, him and his brother, Eric. Oh, then they'd crawl out the door, and then they thought that was a heck of a deal till my brother got there. <laughs> oh, my them. gosh. It was a miracle that they survived. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, how did they not die? What were you I know. thinking? Did you say a 30-foot grain bin? Is that what you said? Yes. <gasps> and there was three or four feet of grain in the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. But it's... It's still hard when you hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Not hard enough. (laughs) Not for Ryan's hard head. You know, I don't remember jumping in there, but I'll tell you what I remember. I remember my Uncle Bob grabbing us by our necks. And I'll tell you what, I think we were only probably... 50 yards from the house, it felt like five miles. He dragged us (laughs) all the way to the house. He was so mad, and he gave us a whooping. It it was bad. And my mom, when we lived on that farm, my mom was pregnant with my uh, sister, Sarah, the whole time. And boy, how she didn't have that kid in three months, how much stress (laughs) he put her in, I have no idea. It sounds like he, he you moved away from the farm because you're an idiot. That's what it sounds like, Ryan. <laughs> He's like, well, this isn't going to work out well for me. <laughs> We're out. These kids are going to these kids are going to kill themselves. We got to move. the the three the the three things on that farm was uh, another day. My dad was out of town. I think at a convention. I don't know if it was the sheriff's association or the peace officers, but we had. Somehow started a tractor, me and my brother. My brother dared me, and somehow I figured out how to start a tractor at five years old without a key. And uh, my mom was freaking out because she we were we wouldn't get out of the tractor, so she had to call my grandpa over there to get us out. And then another time, my 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 brother Mike, who he is a card, let me tell you, he would talk me into doing the stupidest things as a five year old. <laughs> One time he talked me into climbing the roof of the barn and then I was too scared to get down and my mom, who's pregnant, had to climb up on the roof (laughs) to get me down. Then the next time we were out in a pasture where we had uh, some horses and he convinced me to climb this tree really high and they go inside, they leave me out there and I'm crying and they go inside and my mom's like, where's Ryan? 
Oh, and I was out there forever too. He's out in a tree, <laughs> so she <laughs> she had to go out there and climb a tree. She had to been eight or nine months pregnant at this time and get me down. It was pretty insane. Did if, you just like having a red butt your whole childhood? I feel like this is my version of a hug. <laughs> I outgrew the red butt. Uh, Dad, you want to tell him the story about the last time you gave me a spanking? Well, uh, you mean the time where I'm whopping you as hard as I can and you turn around, and look at me and smile. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I think I had smoke coming out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> was he like 25 or how old was he? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, would, I got in trouble. I learned how to flex my butt muscles. And so when you get a spanking and you flex your butt muscles, it don't hurt. And he come down, he was so mad. He come down there and he spanked me and it didn't hurt at all. So I turned around and smiled at him. He was so he just hit harder. He ended up cutting his thumb with the belt buckle. Oh, he was so mad. He couldn't like he knew that that was the day he knew. All right, we gotta do something different now. This hold on. Can, Two hold by on. fours it is. Hold on. You got spanked so much you learned to flex your butt muscles to prevent it from hurting. Did you hear that from somebody at school, like one of your other friends? I discovered or was that just I like a natural it. reaction you learned. Like you're just in the room spanking yourself trying yeah. to get a tolerance on it. And then you're just like, oh, hey. Hey, <laughs> we'll go with that version of the story. <sighs> I built a stamina. I built up a stamina. Uh, anybody else have any stories about uh, kids getting in trouble? I'm I'm sure we all do, but we want to talk to Mike. So I have to know. I we, I'm going to go call an audible before we get uh, cut off due to time. Mike, I have to know what's your go-to cop story. You, everyone wants to know, hey, you were a cop for so long. Do you have like that go-to story that you just have to share? Oh, man. You know, there's a lot of them. Uh, a lot of good feeling stories. A lot of scary stories. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure what you're looking for. Um I'm can, looking for scary. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, scary, scary, scary. Well, I, I a couple of them come to mind. Um, uh, I when I was a police officer in Aberdeen, me and my partner uh, were checking buildings late at night. I I worked the late shift, and uh, we found a broken window, and uh, so we called it in, and. Um, we, we went in, the two of us, to start searching the building. And um, it, it was a, a large building, big hallways with offices on each side. Hmm. And uh, we finally found a door that was open. And it was an attorney's office. And so you had uh, secretaries sitting in the middle of this big office area and then a hallway that kind of went around uh, with separate offices. So my partner said, okay, Mike, you stand in the center here and I'll start walking around these offices and see, you know, what happens. So I do that. And uh, of course, here comes the bad guy. I see him and he comes in the door where I'm at. And of course, I got my gun out 
and telling him to freeze. And uh, he he pulls out a knife. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay. And he keeps coming at me. And, of course, I'm saying some nasty stuff. I'm really nervous. And I'm telling him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot you. I'll kill you if you don't stop. And uh, finally, my partner comes in that, that uh, common area there. And so now he's behind him. And mm. finally, the guy surrenders. Well, I... I'm telling you, fellas, that when you're in a situation like that, you know, maybe that gun can even go off accidentally. I mean, yeah. you're so scared, you know, uh, but that that's probably as close as I came to shooting somebody. Um, there, there was another incident. I got called out to um, uh, the lake when I was sheriff and... Uh, a family called and said they were having trouble with their son. And, and uh, I called for a backup uh, from the next county because I'm working alone. And uh, so when I get there, here comes this teenager out on the deck of the house. And he's got a handgun. Wow. Oh my gosh. So, of course, I get behind my vehicle, you know, and I, I'm telling the guy, drop that gun uh, and keep keep screaming at him to drop it. Well, he, he finally does and goes inside. Well, I know he dropped the gun. So I go in right after him and, uh, I, I get him handcuffed and his parents said, Oh, he, that gun wasn't loaded. He wanted you to shoot him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I never had to fire my gun. Um, in, in the 21 years of service I did. And, um, I guess the good Lord was on my side, but, um, you know, there, there are situations where you just got to use, uh, common sense and, and restraint. And, uh, but a lot of times, uh, officers get killed because of that, because, yeah. you know, most gunfights between a bad guy and a law enforcement officer usually take place, uh, less than five feet apart. Mm. Wow. And so you don't have a lot of time. You yeah. just don't have a lot of time to react. Uh, and so do you, do you pull the trigger or don't you? Uh, would, it, would it have been justified? Both of them incidents? Probably. Uh, but, you know, they just turned out uh, good. No one got hurt. No one got killed. Right. Uh, so, Yeah. Wow. Legendary. Now, Legendary. Yeah, tell, tell them about the training you received when you became a police officer. <laughs> oh, in 1974, when I got hired, it, it was uh, pretty pretty crude. They, they taught me a few of the laws, uh, and then they give you a gun, uh, a nightstick, <laughs> and a pair of handcuffs, and they say, okay, now here's your eight-hour shift. You go walk down Main Street and do the alleys. Uh, that's your shift for eight hours. Just walk. Go through all the bars. And, you know, that was a town of about 30,000 people. But uh, we had a, a Main Street area that was about eight blocks long. And there were probably, there had to be 15 or 20 bars wow. on that street. And, uh and back in there, there there were a lot of bums, you might call them, 
uh, that would sleep in the alleys, they'd get intoxicated. And uh, so one of my favorite things, you could arrest people for public intoxication back then. You can't anymore. It's, uh, but anyway, we could. And so the only way to get them off off the uh, street or the alley was to lock them up for public intoxication. Wow. And so you, you got to try to wake this drunk up that's passed out. And so one of my favorite ways of doing that was take my nightstick and this guy's got his foot out there and I'd slap the bottom of his foot just as hard as I could swing that <laughs> nightstick. <laughs> and I'm telling you, boys, that guy had come about a foot off the ground. <laughs> I didn't get him up. Oh, yeah, that got him up. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Now, Dad, there's a, another story I want you to tell. So uh, when I was a kid, we went out to my uncle's farm to go pheasant hunting all the time. And it was it was pretty fun because all these people from all these states would come. Uh, we'd have these two big groups. We'd go out, and it, it would take us like two hours to get all these birds. But you guys like to go out and have fun, too. Tell us about the night you guys went to uh, Mina Lake to the bar. And tell us, tell us the kind of group that you were with. Well, uh, that was a a really good time of the year. We would always get these uh, cops from California that would come back and go pheasant hunting. And uh, so in the evening, uh, we'd go down to the bar restaurant at Mina Lake, uh, probably about 10 miles away from the farm. <clears throat> and uh, we'd party and, and carry on. Well, that particular night, there was... Oh, I think there was probably 15 or 16 of us in there, maybe 20. Anyway, it was uh, it was about 12.30 in the morning, a little after midnight. And, um, of course, pheasant season is, is always takes place around Halloween. And uh, so all of a sudden, here come two guys walking in the bar with Halloween masks on. Well, we didn't think too much of it. And we go on carrying on with our drinking and conversation or whatever. And all of a sudden, a shotgun goes off. Oh. Uh, because one guy's carrying a shotgun. One guy's carrying a handgun. And the guy with a handgun says, shoot that gun. And all of a sudden, kaboom. You talk about people hitting the deck, boys. Uh, everybody took cover. Well, if you're a cop in California, one of the first things you do in a robbery like that uh, is get rid of your badge. Because in California, if you're found carrying a badge, if they find out you're a cop during a robbery, they execute you. They walk mm -hmm. right up behind you and shoot you in the back of the head. So this big cop from California <laughs> had his badge. And this guy's like 6'5", 250. He's just a monster. And the first thing he does is he takes his badge, he throws it across the room, and he <laughs> gets down and crawls underneath the table. <laughs> so these guys, of course, they robbed the place. And I couldn't get out of there fast enough uh, because a couple of us ran out to our cars and we started chasing this guy. And, of course, we got guns in our vehicles. It's hunting season. And we chased this guy for about 
I don't know, 10 miles maybe. And he, he finally just outrun us. And, uh, and we ne- never did catch him. Wow. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sheriff then. Uh, that was in about nine, 1997. Hmm. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got shot. Um, the next day, um, we were in that bar, and I just had to find out. Uh, because we're looking at the hole in the ceiling. And so we got up in the attic and here it appeared as though it was, it was just um, um, a, a wad. I mean, it, it wasn't even a live round. Uh, oh. and, and so it, had we known that, of course, you didn't because all you heard was the blast. You know, you assume that it's a real gun. Right. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, but yeah, it's good, probably a good thing we didn't jump the guy because somebody could have got hurt or shot. But yeah, wow. let him take the money. We'll get him later. We'll go, we'll go through these lists I have on here. And if something perks your interest, let us know a story here. We'll get this going here. Okay. So I got uh, near death experience. Uh, kids getting in trouble again. There's a lot of those stories. In investigating, when you're an investigator, uh, terrible smells, uh, code enforcing, uh, kids' toys. That was a very traumatic event in my life. Uh, playing or watching sports, pets. Uh, any any of those ones? Uh, those topics you want to tell a story on? Or any of those topics you guys heard that you want him to tell a story on? I'd have to believe that uh, you've probably seen or smelt some pretty uh, some pretty terrible things in your line of work. Any anything in particular that stands out on that? Oh yeah, one that comes to mind. I'll, I'll never forget it. Probably one of the most horrible situations. But a mailman uh, reported to my office one day that. Uh, we better go out and check on this guy. Uh, it's always and, the mailman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this was a bachelor that lived on a farm, and his place was right out in the middle of a field. Uh, and the mailman said, you know, I've, I've been delivering the mail, and he's just not picking it up. And so today I thought, well, I'll try to go up to the door. And he said, I couldn't even get close to the house. The smell was so bad. Mm. And this was in the winter. Oh, no. So I pretty much knew what was wrong. And so I told the coroner, I said, you might as well follow me out there because I pretty much know what we're going to find. Yeah. So I had my deputy with me and uh, we get there and uh, we go inside. Oh, my goodness, fellas. Here, this this gentleman didn't have indoor plumbing so what what we figured out is that he was sitting on a five gallon bucket uh, going to the bathroom you know and he had a space heater sitting next to this bucket well i don't know if he had a heart attack or whatever but he tipped over and was laying on that space heater and 
he had probably been laying there, I'm going to say, <laughs> two weeks maybe. <laughs> Fellas, we, we couldn't even oh. get him in a bag in one piece. Oh. Oh. He just started coming oh. apart. Yeah, I was going to say, he's perfectly tender. <laughs> he's just, oh. my, my deputy, you know, he walked in there and he ran out and just started... Puking his poor guts out. He, it was it was so bad. You just can't believe it. Well, I'm trying to imagine Ryan's gag reflex. Can't, <laughs> Ryan can't deal with any sort of smell. Oh, that's the nastiest smell I ever had. Now, Dad, my 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 favorite part of that story is what was the uh, how did the coroner react to that smell? You know he. He, he was fine with it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You know, uh, you know, a lot of them things you, you witness and experience as a cop or a coroner. I mean, it's not like you, you get used to that stuff. You never want to see it. You never want to be around it. But you, you learn to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like my first autopsy that I went to. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how I got through it, but I did. Uh, oh. You know, cutting a, a person up and, uh, but you learn to deal with it. I, I have to jump in here and say, I have now heard two generations of Olsen men say the word bag, and I could not be happier. <laughs> so, so, Mike, there is this long standing joke. I mean, we're probably coming. I mean, it's got to be coming up on a decade now, I'd think. Yeah. But yeah. when uh, when Jay and I worked for Ryan in Central Missouri, uh, you know his his northern accent wouldn't come out very often. But the one time it would is when he would say the word bag. And so and so from the moment Jay and I heard it for the first time, probably getting close to a decade ago, it is our goal to always try and trap him into saying the word big as big. much as much as we possibly can. And so the fact that you gifted me another generation of Olsen men saying the word bag has just been the best part of my day today. Uh-huh. Oh man. And it's funny because I don't know, you know, we joke about that all the time on the podcast, but that might be the first time we've ever actually said why that's so funny. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. All right, cronies, that's all the time we have today. We have a special treat for you. We are going to have a bonus episode with Stories with Mike, my dad. If you want to listen to that for some more great stories, because I feel like we're barely tapping the keg here with them, folks. Till next time, peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.